Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? How you feeling? You feeling better? Yeah, I feel fantastic. Obviously, if you guys can't hear from my voice and you guys haven't been listening to the past couple episodes, uh, I felt uh, pretty under the weather. I felt pretty bad. Today, I feel better. I got home. Fiance was off today. Got home and she uh, decided she wanted to ex- exfoliate my face. Ooh, so uh, facial for Gibby. Yeah, I got a, I got a facial, <laughs> free facial. And the fiance provided us with some treats. Yes, for she our, did. Uh, you know, we got some cookies, some freshly baked cookies. She did promise me she would send them, and she was she's a woman of her word. Yes, and, uh, yes. I'm very grateful. We will be munching on some cookies, homemade cookies. Yes. Uh, as uh, the show goes on. Um, so blowout loss last night, man. Terrible. It was rough. Did you watch the game? I watched the game. I shut it off after the second period. Yes. I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was heartbroken. We made a rule after five. We said if it goes five before the end of the second, we're not getting the espressos going. We're just we're gonna no, call it a no, night. Watch the rest from our beds, and that's what happened. Yeah, there was no wake up. I couldn't do that it. One. Yeah, it was done. Um, yeah, but whatever. That's just one of those games. They look like a team coming off of a, a road trip. They just kind of... It was just one of those games. They were never in it. Yeah. No energy. Little burst of energy, but then penalties again. We'll talk about it. Um, so we were at the Laval versus Marley's game this weekend. Yes. What a game. Overtime winner by Simon Depre. Yeah. That was his debut game, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think he played the night before, I think. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, yeah, not bad. Good Good, to see. Yeah, hey, teddy bear toss. So that was a pretty cool yeah, thing. It was, it was a pretty decent Twitter. game. I mean, it wasn't spectacular. I didn't see anybody like shine. over the top. Yeah, no. nothing too crazy about it. But I think it's always a good experience to go out to the AHL games. It's fun. It's more affordable. Quarter the, the price. The beer is not that. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's beer, one thing they did not change. That's not discounted. I thought it would be, but it's not. So that, if you think you're getting a, a discount on that, not going to happen. No but dice. The tickets, what you save on the tickets, you can spend on beer. Just put that's it that it. way. And uh, yeah, it's Christmas uh, around the corner. Are you doing uh, shopping yet? I'm done all my shopping, man. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I, I'm not going crazy this year. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, everything's done. It's pretty Good simple. For you, man. Pretty well. Did uh, you do it all online, like Amazon? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you didn't even leave the house. No, my fiance's a gem. She did mostly everything. She was just like, "Yeah, I'm picking this up. I'm picking this up," and I'm just like, "Okay, how much is it?" And she's like, uh, "This." There thing. you go. Like, okay, her. here. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. she finished today actually. So I don't perfect. have much, just for the kids and stuff. Like yeah, that. that's, that's it. All I'm doing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, today we're gonna talk about current events, Habs news, uh, potential power play fix. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk about that. The big bad West Coast dominance. Hmm. Uh, potential trades. We got let's have some fun. Lizzie versus Gibby edition. Mm-hmm. And we have Mackie's from the No Respect podcast. He's going to join us for a chat. We got all this and more. But first, let's take it to our sponsor. What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time is listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? 
What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. The Sunspot app. Gibby, tell them about it. Sunspot. Connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. share. All right, now it's time for What Has Happened Since We've Been Gone. Since you've been gone. So the radio stations have lifted the ban on Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh. Yay. So now we can talk about this. Last year, we had to be a little sensitive last year. I mean, last episode, but... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. I see nothing wrong with the song. Yeah, I think it's, it's a romantic song. I don't think there was any bad intentions behind it. I'm happy that people, you know, a lot of people were complaining, so I'm happy that they came to their senses. The world's too sensitive. Yeah, they are. So I'm happy that, hey, at least the people have spoken. This is a good sign. Yeah. Um, Max Holloway this weekend picked apart Brian Otega at UFC 231 in Toronto. Did you see the fight? Any highlights? I did. I... Um Actually, I didn't see. I saw the Joanna Yeah, that. Yeah, she got. She got. She, man, she got yeah, yeah, woman she, handled. Woman handled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I saw. I was really excited for Holloway. Yeah, it was looked good, good man. man. He looked. He, he looked, looked like really a beast. Yeah. You know what? Ortega wasn't too bad. Ortega has got heart, man. I'll he's give him that. He's an got animal. Chin of steel, like he's, he's an animal. Yeah, he, there was a. Few, it was a good. It was a good fight. Obviously, Holloway picked him apart, but there was a couple like. Ortega held his own. He, yeah, Ortega is a good up-and-coming guy. He's yeah. just not there yet. No, no, no. He was out of his league with this one, but hey, I thought it was a great fight. And uh, another great fight in Toronto. It seems like every time yeah. UFC comes to Toronto, there's some good events. So hope to see more in the future. Le'Veon Bell was uh, caught liking a tweet of the final score showing Oakland beating the Steelers. Yeah. Some bad blood, huh? Bitter. He's gone next year. It is what it is. I man. think it's, it's I think it's from uh, that locker thing. You know how they all raided his locker, stole yeah, his shoes and yeah. stuff. Shouldn't have done that, man. Just send the man his stuff. Yeah. But now he's gonna be uh, hoping for your downfall. So yeah. that's it. Um the Blue Jays released Troy Tulowitzki and eat his remaining thirty eight million dollar contract. Wow. Yeah, that's a rough one. I love Tulo. Uh, but he's aging. It happens. You know what I mean? It was expected. The Jays are turning a page on the old regime with Tulo and Batista and Donaldson and Carnacio and all those guys. They're trying to go. They're trying to build up again and refresh the whole lineup. Yeah, a lot I of just, young kids coming the, up. The GM was just quoted saying that he hopes that they would be in the lineup, and then I don't know. I guess maybe some sort of injury progression doesn't see that he's getting any better. And at this point, it's just like you know what, man, we're not going to waste any more time on you. Yeah. It's time for the, you're right, it's time for the young kids to come through. It's going to be a rough couple years there in Toronto, but it is, it's time for the future yeah. is now. now. Um, the Miami Dolphins, this is a great story. This is awesome. This is called the Miami Miracle. <laughs> the Miami <laughs> Dolphins upset the Patriots with a last minute lateral, okay, they use laterals, like a rugby style run into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake finishes it off. But after he, he throws the ball into the crowd in excitement, 
Yeah. Uh, he then takes to social media with a video, offers cleats, gloves, a jersey, tickets to have that ball back. So first, let, let talk about the play. How was the like? You saw the play? Yeah, I did. It was, it was interesting. Like, you don't whenever whenever you see a last minute play and there's laterals going on, you're yeah, always yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. They attempted so happen. many times, and yeah, it's never, never success- happens. Like, like, like the succession rate of that is like what like. Pfft. One out of a hundred that does yeah, happen. Like, it will probably work. even less. But no, man, that was honestly, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden you, oh my God, there's open field. Yeah. And then it's like down to Gronk and then it, he didn't have the right <laughs> yeah. angle on it. And he's like, they this guy's the, God. They had the right matchup. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I thought like, I thought it was really rugby-esque. Like I, yeah. I'm surprised not more teams don't use it in their like regular plays, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot more, but it looked exactly like a rugby play. I thought I, they definitely practiced that. Like it didn't look like, cause you see teams, they kind of like teams that attempt it sometimes that you could tell that they're just kind of, they're not thinking quick enough and that's why the play gets stopped. But this looked like they actually had something drawn up. Like it really looked like they had something drawn up mm-hmm. and, um, and if they didn't, well, wow, that was real luck. That was a crazy them. play. But Kenyon Drake throwing the football. Kenyon. Throwing the ball into the crowd. I, I know it's, you're excited in the moment, but <laughs> it's, it's an important ball, you know? Yeah. So uh, if uh, any of our listeners uh, have that football, <laughs> contact Kenyon. He's going to hook no, you up. No, contact us. And then <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. contact Send it Kenyon. to us. We'll send it to him. No yeah, problem. no problem. Okay. Yeah. And we'll give you whatever he gives us. I promise. Um, Steph Curry, my man, Steph Curry mm-hmm. says he doesn't believe a man has been on the moon on a podcast. Um, NASA then invites him to view the evidence. Mm-hmm. Steph, bud, I'm with you. And you know, since our last conversation, I actually have been watching a whole bunch of space documentaries and if they've been to the moon and not, and I don't know, I still, I'm still skeptical, but NASA, if, I mean, if that invite stands i'd love to come visit while i'm yeah. down there i want to see the proof i want to see what moon rocks you have i want to see all the footage you, you know prove me wrong yeah i'd I'm, love to know <laughs> let's make it a have a listen podcast adventure <laughs> what is your stance on it do you think a man uh, has been on the moon i mean i know people have been in space i'm indifferent about it i don't know uh it's i don't i haven't really looked into it it's kind of weird that the flag was like yeah, upright. there's a bunch of stuff. But then again, it could be because of the gravity thing. They could have at least, like, they could have done it, like, put the flag in the air. It's just, you know, the one thing that to. makes is why haven't they been there in so long, right? Like, because it's like thing. we've came, we've conquered. Let's yeah, go to it's Mars. Like there's now. nothing there. It's just a yeah. bunch of dirt. Why are we going to risk our lives for this? Okay, I get it. Anyway, NASA, <laughs> like I said, email me, have a listen at Gmail. Um, now it's the Michael Phelps deep dive topic of the day. So Andrew Ference on the 31 Thoughts podcast calls out ex-Edmonton Oilers teammates for a list of bad habits, including partying too much. So Mind your business. So basically, I'll, I'll read the quotes here. Uh, and he was the captain, I believe, of that team, too. So the quote yeah. here, he just said, you know, you had a group of players that talked about how they wanted to make the playoffs and talked about how sick they were of losing. And then by game number three, after losing 6-1, they're straight out to the bar till three in the morning. 
uh, lighting up the light night, the nightlife scene in Edmonton. Like, come on, give me a break. It was to the point where it was ridiculous, where the lifestyle was way more important than actually playing the game and making the playoffs. He later added, you could have, you could have had any kind of defense or any kind of system. If you go on a Western swing and guys are out every single night until 5 a.m., you're not going to win too many games. So... First, is this a fair thing to do, expose your teammates, or is it breaking the code? Um, okay, so Andrew Ference is no longer a part of the team, right? No longer, no. Okay, so I think if, if you're a part of the team and it's affecting your team at the time, I think it's, and you really, like, are, you really, you, you, you want to win. You see that the team can win, but the guys are just being stooges. I think it's okay to call your guys out. But when you're not even a part of the team anymore and you're just kind of like putting everything on blast, I think that's where you kind of just like, like, dude, why are you going to do that? You don't hear guys going around about how a bunch of guys back in the day used to do a bunch of drugs and drink and all this stuff. You don't hear about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you now hear it, some stories, but yeah, not like this Yeah, you hear very minimal, on minimal. On a podcast. Yeah, know. it's like you're airing everything out and it's just like, it's unnecessary. I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I think it's a bad thing to do too. Like, I mean, you guys kind of, it's it's camaraderie. Like, you know what I mean? You guys are comrades. You're boys. You know, you're like the, you, this is stuff that should stay, you, if you, ha- you should voice your displeasure between each other. Yeah. But I don't think it, you need to come public with it. I think it's kind of breaking the code. That's where I stand on it. I mean, any team that I've always been a part of, I think you talk with each other. That's the way it should yeah. be. You don't have to go on blast and tell everybody your business. Um, but he was very bitter. He said that those last years were wasted years and he'll never get them back. So I guess I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. I mean, the guy, like at the end of the day, you're in the NHL to win the Stanley Cup, right? And Yeah. Well, how do you feel about guys who like to party a lot on sports teams? You think that, you know, that's still part of the culture or you think it's starting to die in the game? I think it's slowly starting to die. I think everything, I think a lot of the guys are starting to become a little bit more professional. Um, I don't like people that like to party, like, especially on a sports teams. So the way I look at it, it's a business. Okay. You are an employer or employee, sorry, of the NHL. You don't see people at their work partying. Every right? day, every day, every yeah. day. Yeah. Like every night, like every a guy night, who comes home from work just yeah. gets hammered and goes back to work yeah, the next day. And goes back the next, the next day. It's just something you don't do. Like, okay, you have the people occasionally on Friday nights be like, Hey Jim, you want to go out for a couple brews? Yeah, bud, let's go. And they have a little couple, they have a couple beers and they go home and that's it. Right. Yeah. But to like go to a full extent of partying and then it's affecting your, your performance. That's where it's wrong because yeah. at the end of the day, it's your job. And you're affecting your After job. After a big so win. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got to pick your spots. I think yeah. that it's acceptable. Pick, pick but your pick battle. Your, yeah, pick your spots. Can't be every single night or after every loss, you're just going out getting obliterated. Like, I, I'm, if I was a professional athlete having to play at that level, there's no way I'd be able to go get hammered till four in the morning and then come to work, you know, come play hockey. Practice there's no chance. All that, I no. can barely get up and go to bed. Like, you yeah. think I'm going to... It's, it's... I don't so, like yeah, it. I think it's... I think it's okay, but... In moderation, moderation, just like everything exactly. else. Moving on. Uh, G- oh, yeah, that was our uh, Michael Phelps deep dive <laughs> topic of the day. Splash. <laughs> John Tortorello rips his team again this week after another bad loss. Uh, Guys will lose It's time. Uh, I think it's, uh, his time might be up, man. Columbus has just been one of those teams who we thought was going to be good and is just not coming Fall over off. the hill. They might, might be losing the room now. He let Bobrovsky... He let Bobrovsky, you know, hang out to dry. I don't know, man. It's not looking good there. No. I think uh, his time might be up. Yeah. 
Um, this is a good one. Yeah, Bob Cole. Bob Cole's My final boy. game will be the final game of the season between the Habs versus the Leap. So April 6, 2019. Big Bob. Coconino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? So you that's gonna, gonna, I mean, we're going to tune in, obviously. Of course, we have to. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, it's the Habs versus Leafs. I guy's a legend, man. Guy's a legend. So good for him. Yeah. He had a nice career. He did. He did. He will be missed, man. I mean, it's just, it sucks that he's getting old, but he, he's one of the great voices and uh, he's definitely going to be missed. I know that. Yeah. St. Louis Blues teammates uh, Bertuzzo and Sanford, they fight and practice. Tempers will flare when your team's struggling. Yeah. So I think happens. this is fine. This happens a lot. I mean, uh, you, know, you hear about this it. This is just, yeah, your team's struggling. And also, I think it's, it's intensity and stuff like that. So I yeah. have no problem with this. But then yesterday, Bertuzzo, <laughs> he scores a goal. So I guess that fighting in practice kind of worked. Except, except the goal was off the linemen, the linesman, Tim Peel's chestnuts, peanuts, peanuts, whatever the nuts are, nuts, walnuts, uh, whatever you want. So it didn't count. Did you see the play? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Bruh. It's kind of, I don't understand why Bruh. it's, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why it's not a goal. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand either. Bruh. <laughs> That's like, what I got to say to the league. I have no clue. Poor guy. Like, yeah. what's their call? I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> out of play? <laughs> I yeah. guess. I <laughs> Did he get a delay a game? <laughs> like, what the heck, right? It should be delay a game. You hit the ref, We're right? playing with balls. We're playing with pucks, not balls. Yeah, I don't know. Weird play, but I guess, I don't know. Is that in the rule book? I, if it goes off the ref and in, maybe it's in the rule book somewhere, uh, you know, something we don't know about. I don't know, man. All right. Well, that's all. That's uh, time for some Habs news. All right. Javier Wallet clears waivers and has joined the Laval Rocket. Wow. The Laval Rocket are stacked on the back end. Yeah, buddy. we got a lot of D-Van Hey, Budsies. They're stacked on the bud back end. <laughs> yeah, right there? Yeah, Budsies. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going coming. on. They got to get rid of some bodies, man. Way too many NHLers down there or ex-NHLers. It's just clogging up. Trade I mean, Lumen. What's going to happen when these kids start getting healthy? You're pushing guys to the ECHL. It's a disaster. They got to start cleaning L's here. Yeah. This is a feel-good story. Uh, Carey Price assures fan gets a stick handed to him after failing to throw him a puck through the mesh. Yeah, I saw that. He's got some strong mesh out there. <laughs> yeah. The mesh is too tight, but yeah. too tight there. Uh, yeah, Chicago. Good for him. He ended up getting the kid the stick, and yeah. Gary Price is always... He's all, a gem. Yeah, he's always doing stuff like that. The guy's just a stand-up guy, character guy, a hard guy to, to not like. The guy's just... He's always doing great things Stud. like that for the kids, for everybody. So Stud. kudos Stud. to him. Uh, Jasperi Kotkaniemi finishes sixth in points through 30 games from an 18-year-old player. Yeah, that's you got, right. You got the list of the other guys, right? Yeah, so Patrick Lane had 25. That was uh, last year. Kovalchuk in 2001 had 24 through 30 games. Hishier last year had 20. Pasternak uh, in 2014 had 17. Valerie Nechushkin in 2013 had 16. And then you have Jesperi Kotkaniemi with 15 points through 30 games. And then under him is Gabarik and Michael Bodker. So European-born players, NHL players. It's a good list. It's uh, pretty good. So he, he's up there with some pretty big names. Uh, hopefully that's signs of things to come. Yeah. Mark Bergevin has come out and said he is hoping to turn cap space into assets. Similar, he's comparing it to the, what he did with the Armia deal. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. 
I think I'm trying to, I was trying to think of someone that he might be able to take on and it's kind of tough to say like a guy like Bobby Ryan would have been a type of deal, but obviously with, we just want Thomas. Shabbat. <laughs> yeah. But with, <laughs> with the IR or with that other kid, uh, Le Joy, Le Joy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a weird name. That's a weird. I don't even know how. Le Joy, Le Joy, Le Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you got to do when you have cap space. Try and take advantage. advantage. Armia, I thought was a pretty good deal. We got him for basically nothing. So I mean, those are the types of deals you got to make, right? Yeah. What was it, Gabriel Bork? Uh, not Gabriel Bork. It was Simone Bork. Gabriel Bork was part of uh, Nashville, I think. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, well, today's song of the day is uh, by uh, a group called Snap. Snap. And the song is called I Got the Power. And, uh, you know, we do got the power. But you know who doesn't got the power? The Montreal Canadiens power play. That's uh, They got to find the power. And uh, yeah. we're going to find out if we have solutions right after the break. Uh, Lizzie will be joining us. Sports Media. Be sure to visit allhabs.net to gain access to our podcasts and articles from all of our team members. Also, download the Sunspot app. Don't you want to know what the next hot app is going to be? Well, here it is. Download the Sunspot app. Create a room, invite your friends, and join the journey as this turns global. Sunspot, connecting people with creators latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media. AHL.Report. Lizzie, you're back. Back at it. Hi, guys. What's up? How are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you enjoy that game last night? Mm, Zero? Is that on the scale? Yeah. That's acceptable. You you can go minus. I mean, we're in Canada, so it gets (laughs) minus a lot up here. So we'll accept that, too. Yeah, terrible game. That's one that I'm going to delete out of my mind, and I'm going to look forward to tomorrow night in Carolina. Big game, or in Montreal against Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, get right at it. So the story of yesterday's game, obviously this is a big 
part of yesterday's game was the power play struggles. And I mean, it's just been something that's continued. So let's help Kirk Muller here and help him keep his job. Give me one suggestion that you think will help the power play. Gibby, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, honestly, I find that we, we try to create the play off the sideboard a lot, right? Right mm-hmm. beside the hash mark. And I feel like that doesn't really that like I don't like that because the whole you have a guy on the opposite end and then you have the guys in the middle, like the defensive guys in the middle, and it kind of you kind of negate that guy like from the get go trying to create it off the half board. So I'm gonna make a suggestion: keep the play down low, behind the net. Br- try to bring a guy or two down low with you, and and then you go to the half board. And with that, the half board, the opposite guy on the right wing or left wing, whatever, it's the opposite end, creates an open shot. So I'm saying you try that. And if that open shot's not open, you go back so to So you want to work it down low a little more. Obviously. I want to work it down a little bit more because I feel like we go to the half board and then we die at the half board, try to play it back to the point, And I don't like that. I like it working it down, cycling it. A lo- I feel like we need to cycle it a lot. And more. that's enough to you to save Kirk Muller's job? Yeah. What else do you want? Him? <laughs> like, there's not much you can really do to change it. Like, okay, maybe you can suggest to change some guys. Like, Yeah, okay, okay. Lizzie, what about you? What's your fix to this? Uh, I agree. I think down, down low play for sure. Um, I hate these, like, cross-eyes crazy passes. Yeah, they don't work. Um, it's just, look, if it's, like, one in a million, it works. Maybe you have a beautiful goal. Like, okay, great, but we don't need a beautiful goal. We just need a goal. So it's that has to be scrapped. But um, I think... Again, I know I keep bragging on this guy. I do feel bad about it, but not really that bad. I would like to see the power play without Druen on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's just, it's so tough. And I feel for Muller because there's so much glimpses of greatness of this guy that I can understand the, the, the continuous, like, keep trying, keep trying it. But I just... When it works, it's great, but it's too much of a liability. And like I said, we don't need a beautiful goal. We just need goals. So when I think back to previous power plays that were more successful, I think of Gallagher whacking away uh, rebounds and scoring those greasy goals. Again, who cares? Just score a goal. So I would like to see um, maybe Domi take on maybe the role that Drew was kind of like power playing, creating the play. I think that he's way more reliable in terms of passing the puck and also, um, you know, like seeing the play a little better um, and not trying to be so fancy. But I don't know. When you look at successful power plays, like again, it's you either need to put the puck on the net so the goalie freezes it and you stop the play and you get another chance for another, you know, offensive zone um, face off. Or you got to get lots of rebounds and be whacking away at them. Like, those are really the two options. So, yeah, you got to be smarter with where you're putting the puck and just get the pucks on the net. But shots that are effective and there's people around in the right positions. I like Kokanami on the power play. Um, I obviously love Gallagher out there. But, yeah, I just drew into me. Again, I think there's a chance that one in every ten could be something special. But, again... It's not reliable to me, and we just need to we need to build some momentum. We need to build some confidence, and I just don't think he's the guy to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it starts with the draw. We suck at winning the draw. So most of, most of the time we're, we're having to chase the puck down our, at our other end. So that's one thing. You got to be better on the draw. But even when we win the draw, I just feel like we're not creating a good enough chance. I would like, this is my one thing that I would do, and I've said it on this podcast before. I want to go back to the traditional two Ds on the point. I think we go back to the traditional two D on the point. I feel like defensemen are just more comfortable back there. They read the plays better. They work yeah. the lines better. Like I would do like first unit Riley Weber, second Petrie Kulak. You know, I, something has to change and it has to be a drastic change. Like even the zone entry, I'm sick of that back pass that everybody knows. Like it's time to change it up. Come up <laughs> with a new damn play. It's not working. Yeah, people are just clogging up the neutral zone, and they're blocking you from getting in. And then by the next, by the time we get set up, there's a minute and thirty gone, and we again you make a mistake, and it's back down down our end. So we're not use, utilizing that time properly. I mean, we're, we're taking forever to get set up, and when we finally get set up, we just give the puck away. So zone entries, I think two defensemen on the point to start. Go back with the tradition. What do they say when you're struggling, right? Go back, back to, to the basics. basics, back to the fundamentals. Well, what is it? What it was? It always used to be two D on the points back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is a new hybrid thing where you bring like a shooter slash skater at the point now. That's a new thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is not like this is not something that's been around forever. Go back to the basics. Go back to the fundamentals. Two Ds, I think, on the point. And yeah, I mean, besides that, I think. That's pretty much it. And you know another thing, actually? I think you come up with three scoring scenarios. So you're going to have three options. You know you have the Weber Blast. Mm -hmm. You have, let's say, is Tatar taking a shot or Domi taking a shot on the right side? Or you have a jam play. You're you're putting the the puck behind the net and jamming it in front. And somebody gets a rebound. You got to have three plays. And whatever the defense gives you, you, you try to execute one of those plays. Right now, it just seems like there's no set plays. Mm-hmm. They're just going in there and hoping for the best. It's not going to work like that. Have a strategy. Have a better strategy. Have your three set plays and find out what you're going to do. Yeah. Damn. That was inspiring. I feel motivated now. <laughs> yeah, was that that good? I didn't... That was good. <laughs> I got into the zone. Yeah. You were, you were really feeling that. Okay, good, yeah. So who are you who who are your <laughs> start who are your <laughs> starting five power play guys? Lizzie, you? Oh, uh, me. Um <laughs> Weber, Domi, Kokaniemi, Gallagher, Tatar? Okay. See, I would I would take out one of those forwards. So I think I like Gallagher in front of the net. I would go with Kotka, Niemi, Domi, and then I put the two D-men, Riley and Weber, on the point. I want to see two guys who can shoot, who could work those lines better at the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly just swap out. I'd uh, put Drew in on the... I wouldn't take Drew in completely off the power no, play. I'd just put no. him on the second unit. Yeah. Or you just... That's fair. You don't... Because Drew in kind of quarterbacks from the half board a lot. Um, so I'd, th- I'd, I'd try out Kotka, Niemi there. Because the guy, the kid has... That's not bad. He has yeah. fantastic vision, right? Yeah, so, but some, you know him too. I find that sometimes he he's 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 not thinking fast enough. Honestly, I I kind I disagree with that. Actually, I think he's actually a, like a, a lot more advanced than we. Because that's another think. issue too: is they don't move the puck fast enough. No, that's and that's a huge. But thing. that's that comes with what do you want to do on this power play? Mm-hmm. It yeah, feels they like they it. don't have a strategy. It's like we're yeah. getting in and then like looking for the open man. No, everybody's you got to figure out what you're going to do. Still. Like you need to draw up some plays. 
Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem like we have that. And D, uh, the opposing D knows. They just put pressure on us. They put mm-hmm. pressure on us. They're all aggressive because they are not giving us time to set up. They know that we're going to just make a mistake. Yeah. But I don't know. Kirk, I don't know, man. You got you to gotta shake it off, <laughs> bud, and, uh, you know, your job might be on the line. But, yeah, seriously, though, that's a question. Do you think that Kirk's time might be up and a new voice is needed? Gibby, what do you think? Um, I don't think his time is up. I think, I think what it is is there's a lot of new guys going into the power play. Like, you have guys like Tatar who's fresh on the team. You have... Kotka Niami, who's fresh on the yeah, team. Yeah, Agostino. <laughs> Domi, Domi, who's fresh. <laughs> Domi, who's fresh on the team. You have a lot of new guys, and it's we're only what thirty games in, thirty something games in. So it's kind of. I think we do need to figure it out because coming to when it comes down to playoffs, if we do end up making playoffs, I see us literally being a one and <laughs> one and done, one playoff round. And Especially if you can't because if you can't score on the power play because, in the playoffs, good yeah. luck. Yeah, special teams will kill you. Goaltend yeah, goaltending and special teams are your are your bread and butter. So if you don't have yeah. that, one and done. What do you think, Lizzie? What about Kirky? I like Muller. I definitely don't think his position's in jeopardy just based on who he is. But look, like we can score five on five. So it's it doesn't make sense to me how this is so complicated. I think a big, big part of it right now is the confidence, the whole mentality of it. Um, and if if they can figure that part out, there's no reason we shouldn't have some success. It shouldn't be this bad, you know? We're, we're, we're scoring. We're playing well. So maybe there needs to be some kind of a shakeup, some player changes. Again, just back to basics. I to- totally agree with that. Back yeah. to basics. It shouldn't be so difficult. Jam away at the puck. I don't care what you do. Yeah, it's no. not that hard. It's just basic stuff. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I like, I don't know. It's just, you know, Kirk is the last guy left of like the last regime. Really. Yeah. You know, and I know he's loved, he's beloved, but I mean, at some point, I mean, if your job is the power play coach and this doesn't turn around by the end <laughs> of the season, you know, some like, I don't care who you are. Eventually, you know, some blame's gonna have to fall on you, right? You'd think. So I don't know. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. But I'm pulling for you, Kirk. I really hope you you turn it around, bud. <laughs> um, so another issue. I mean, why are the Canadians struggling versus bigger West Coast teams? Like, what could they do better against this style of hockey? Lizzie, we'll start with you. Uh, okay, so. Maybe this is super cliche, forgive me if it is, but I just think that we're kind of in that typical, we play these West Coast teams and we just seem to get a little scared maybe. Maybe we don't play them as much. We don't see these teams as much. I don't know, but it's so, again, back to basics, play your style of game. I just find that we get caught up in trying to play other teams' games and that's when we're unsuccessful. We know and we saw early success that we were this fast transition you know high speed team that was relentless on the four track we were controlling the game because we just our four track was our game we didn't stop and um, as soon as we do stop and as soon as we let off the gas for a second you know we're we're being scored on and then you know we're we're, we're coming from behind so I, again it's it's cliche it's so simple but just stick to your style of play play your game and let the other team try and keep up with you instead of going back at them you know i think we're not a team who doesn't have 
any grits, like you saw last night, Delorier, and in general, you know, Gallagher's always been a guy who's not afraid to get in there. Domi's kind of showing that too. And I think overall, like we're not a team that's so necessarily scared, but that's not our game. And we don't need to drop the gloves to get something going. We should be, you know, right, right from the get-go on that horse and just not, not getting off the gas. And I think that's where we'll, we'll find success and that's where we do find success. So yeah, I don't know. Play, I play your game. I didn't hate the Delorier thing. Cause I think we were down three, nothing or four. Nothing. I was happy to see him fight. I, I liked it. I, I yeah. I like the fight. He needed that yeah. fight for himself personally. Yeah. Get a spark yeah. going in himself. And he tried to spark the team, but in terms of the West coast and why we always struggle, I find that we always, they, I find that the team that we play always controls the pace of the game. And they settle into their pace. Well, of the they game. control the matchup, so obviously that has something to do with it at home, right? What? Like they get to, like Minnesota get gets, the to, yeah, they get to control the matchups at home, right? Yeah, yeah, so no, that's but what one I'm, point. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they, like they, like I'm turn, I'm talking in the terms of the actual, like pace of the game, not like matchups or whatever. Just like the overall how they play, they control the game. They're passing the puck. From they they they're building up from their end and going, and I feel like we're just chasing them around. We we have the speed. We should be the team that the West Coast teams are because they're they're obviously bigger. They're a little bit slower. They should be chasing us. We should be controlling the pace of the game, just like how. In honestly, perfect example was our very first game of the season. Obviously, with the whole thing with having like oh, it's a fresh season. You're excited, blah blah. blah but like. The whole pace of that game, we controlled the entire pace. We literally, we like we depicted how that game went based yeah. off of our speed, and I feel like we have to do that against the West Coast teams because they are bigger. Although they are bigger, we're a faster team, and it's the new age NHL. It's a, a game of speed now, so I feel like we have to control that pace. Yeah, I agree. With you. I think they. Th- it's true. They, I find that these big experience to, and I think that's the main, the key experience. Experience, yeah. because a lot of these teams are experienced, like San Jose Sharks. You know, experienced team, Minnesota Wild, older, experienced team. Um, they find a way to slow down the game and grind it out, right? And I think yeah. in these kind of games, w- where you can gain momentum is with special teams. And mm-hmm. you saw last night that that was our Achilles. Like, you know, it just killed us. It really did. Uh, not being able to score on the power play and the penalty kill was atrocious. So those are the kind of games, like if if the penalty kill is better and the power play is better, that's a whole different game. Yeah. Because then you build off of things right and goaltending wasn't that great i mean i don't think they played that poorly but it was just really special teams is what kind of wrote the script for that game and i feel like yeah it's true it's i think it's hard on a road trip to the third game of the road trip to come out it's i think it's natural for the home team to come out and kind of take advantage of a, a traveling team fine but then you've seen montreal in the second push they came out hard they pushed but then again Minnesota finds a goal, then they find a shorthanded goal, and then, I mean, it's just the dagger was put in deeper and deeper, and I'm going to blame it mostly on special teams. Teams that try to, you know, take the pace from you or control the pace and do that, the way to get at them, I think, is special teams, and that's the main thing that needs to improve. I think if you improve that, you're going to start to see things change with this team, especially against bigger teams. Yeah, I agree. I'll I'll put it to you this way. In in terms of... in. Every sport, like a lot of beer league, there's always that that older veteran team. 
like the older guys that you always play. Yeah, and they slow down everything. Yeah. They slow down everything, and for some reason, even though you're, we're all young, we're all fast, we still can't beat these guys. Because you know what the they do? They, they keep it simple. And they keep it simple. Yeah. They slow everything down, and they just play their game. That's what Montreal, ha- Montreal has, to, has to do that. They have to control the pace of the game. This is another thing, too, again, and we're going to go back, and I'm going to say this a lot of times. Still a young team. This, this team yeah. has to learn. They're going to have to go through these things. They're going to have to look at the tape. They're going to have to realize, why are these teams doing this to us? They'll learn. Hopefully, down the road, when we play these guys again, you know, they'll, they'll learn, and th- this time the, the roles will be reversed. That's what we got to hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now... You know, sticking with the wild here, the, there was rumors and then kind of the rumors were debunked, but we'll stick with it. You know, the Canadians were showing interest in Charlie Coyle. Guy scored a shorthanded goal yesterday. Is this a player that interests you, Gibby? Um, I believe last season I spoke about him. I think we've been, we, I, th- I swear I think we've, we've been, we've yeah, been wanting and, this guy for like three years. You and I have been talking about him for two <laughs> or three years now. Honestly, I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him last year. Okay. This year... I'm a totally different. I, I I'm I'm against getting him because I feel like it would cost too much. It would cost at least a first rounder and plus for him. And at this point, last year we didn't have guys like Kotka Niemi. We didn't have guys like Suzuki. They're both looking fantastic. We didn't have guys like Paling, who's coming up as well. So uh, last year we had Paling. Sorry. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like we we yeah, had. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> My train of thought's gone. Now I'm screwed. Um, no, but we, we have a lot of young centers that could slot in next season. Like Suzuki looks fantastic. He's, he, he could break the, he could make the team next year. Kotkaniemi is going to obviously be on the team next year. Um, Paling, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but Paling is coming up. Um, so with all those young guys, I don't think he'd fit very well. I think he would end up slotting in. in well, the- he doesn't, he plays the wing too. He can play the wing, cool, but he's he's a center. He's listed at center, but he he equally plays both positions. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't if 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 that's the case. Then he I I honestly was under the impression that he's playing center right now. Well, he does, but he does. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he is he, playing center, but he, he can he, play yeah, wing. But what I'm saying, no, is, but he equally plays the wing. Is what I'm saying. They've used yeah, him a lot on the wing, and I get that. But I'm looking at him based off of his point production. His point production shows that he is a center. He's a 40, around a 40-point mark guy, a guy that's going to be playing wing. At, you need guys that are going to get you more points than that. Yeah. Okay? If you're going yeah. to have top six, a top six winger in Charlie Coyle, you're going to need more points. And the guy's probably averaging maybe 35, 40 points a season. So for me, that's, that's a third-line center guy. And honestly, at this point, we have our third-line center guy. His name is Philip Deneau. Right now, he's not playing third line because obviously we Yeah, but still I would have say like I would say Coyle is an upgrade on the no. See, I, I think disagree. he's got a little more I think he's got a little I more offense. I, I disagree. Similar. They're very similar guys. I very disagree. Similar. But Coyle only, but Coyle is bigger, faster, he's stronger. Bigger. Yeah. He is, but you also look at it this way, Deno is a better shutdown guy. And for a third line center, yeah. this I'm looking at it you not from, I'm that. looking at it not from this year. I'm looking at it for next year because obviously next year we're gonna have our one two punches with their two young prospects, right? And you have yeah. Philip Deneau, who obviously honestly, Charlie Coyle, I think, is more offensively gifted than him. Yeah, than I Deneau. think so too. But to have Deneau at a third line guy, I think Deneau's a perfect third line guy. 
What if Dano's a fourth line guy and Coyle's your third line? I guy? don't want Dano on fourth line. I, I don't understand why you would have Dano on the fourth line. You literally would have you'd put Dano from going Tatar and He's better than Chapu. Gallier. Of course he is. <laughs> Anybody's better than Poo. Chapu is Poo. Um, <laughs> he works hard, man. He is. He's a hard worker, but I don't want him. Um, honestly, if we're if, but if like I said, it, I, I think Dano is. I honestly, I don't even. I didn't. I should have looked this up because I'm a stats guy, right, Lewis? But um, I think, <laughs> I think Dano is a cheaper option right now. I'm not sure what Charlie Coyle is making. Uh, if you can look that I up, I think he has a pretty good salary, but yeah, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a forty point guy from what I remember. Well, Lizzie, you. Yeah, I'll, he, I'll search it up. But Lizzie, what do you think of Coyle? Let's just get yeah. your thoughts on him. I, I definitely agree with a lot of those points. Um, I, I agree. I think he's probably similar to Deno in a lot of his play. I agree. Bigger. I know he's like, I think he's 6'2", six 6'3". Six he's definitely faster. Um, but how much of an upgrade is he really? I, I don't see that he's so much of an upgrade that it would be worth giving away some of our prospects and picks. Um, you know, we are building on our young future right now. So I just don't see the benefit of that. I really like Phil Deneau. Um, I think he's a shutdown, you know, more of a shutdown centerman, defensive kind of guy. Um, and I think the other thing we're forgetting is that maybe before the season, and again, speaking of last year, I didn't think we would, I, I for sure didn't think that Domi would be this effective in a center role. So also taking that into consideration. Like, I just don't, it's funny to say, but I don't think we need centers right now. I, actually, I never thought I'd be saying that. I, I, com- I completely forgot that we have Domi on center right now. Yeah. That literally yeah, like, blanked my mind. So, And I think Domi right now should be playing the first lines. Like, that line, I think, should be moving up. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't see where he could fit. I think, like, okay, listen, again, I don't. I like Coyle. I've liked him for a while. I think he's big, he's bigger, faster than Dano. I think that he can produce a little bit more. He's not that old, guys. Only twenty six years old. He can. I think he's an upgrade on Dano. And remember, we have to remember in Minnesota, he's been primarily a third line guy playing behind like Koivu's and Grandlins and guys like that. You know what I mean? He's been primarily on the third line. So but he's playing first line this year. I think. I th- maybe with injuries because Koivu's injured, right? So. Um, oh, right, right, right. But, I mean, he's been a 30, 35 point. He had 42, 56 one year, and then 37 last year. So, I mean, it's yeah. decent. I mean, he's, he's, he's rising. I was looking at his stats as well, and I did the quick, uh, quick numbers. His average for so far in, this, in, like, in his career is 41 points. Yeah. That's his oh, average. Okay. So, 40 but point guy. He's on pace right now for about 50. So, we'll call him a, between a. 45 to 55 point guy. Yeah. So I think that's an upgrade on Dano. I think, like I said, bigger fat, but what is the cost exactly? If it's going to cost you the future, it's not worth it because right now that's not a hole we need to fill. There's bigger holes, but now let's, let's shift this. Okay. There's rumors that Ryan Paling, Minnesota boy, hometown boy, Minnesota, right? He's in St. Cloud state. Wants to, to win a championship with St. Cloud state and he could stay another year in college. Okay, so that means eventually he could even become a free agent and we lose him for nothing. So would you be willing to package this player in a bigger deal considering this news? We'll start with you, Gibby. Okay, so just for the fans and the listeners, for those that don't know, (laughs) 
The Habs do have his rights. They have the rights to Paling for, um, if I'm not mistaken, from when he's drafted in until four years after that. So next year is his fourth year, like you said, and the Habs have until August 15th for him to sign next season, I think it is. Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I think at this point it's kind of – it's a double-edged sword at, the, at this point, and that's the downfall sometimes with signing these college kids. I think you, uh, you see, you, see, you kind of have to have a conversation with the kid. See where his head's at. See in regards to his interest in Gotta signing. Got to send him some money under the table to yeah, the agent like, and him here, say, hey, is this guy staying or what? Um, <laughs> see his interest in signing and playing for the Habs after the fourth year. Because I've been hearing a lot of things. Um, I actually had a guy who played for St. Cloud. I know a guy that actually played for St. Cloud. And they said that he's very sold on playing for the Minnesota Wild down the road. Would it be now? Would it be in the future? He, I mean, uh, he, he apparently he wants to live out his dream and play for Minnesota. That's, that's his dream. So if that's the case and he wants to do that, you package him in perhaps – try and acquire a guy like Brodeen. Um, I think that's the number one target that I would love. Yeah, that's my number one target. You trade him for basically, uh, you try to acquire a need, which at this point in time, of course, is a left-handed demon. We'll give Paling and Riley for Brodeen and Coyle. No, that's terrible. What about Altner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll throw in Altner. Throw, throw him in. You know what? I've actually been reading. We'll throw in Willette, Altner, and Dupre. I've been reading a lot. <laughs> a lot of people are interested in Altner right now. A lot Ew. of No, because we okay, watched think him about this past it. weekend. And he didn't look that good. <laughs> no, he looked terrible. Um, <laughs> no, but I've been looking on Twitter and I've been hearing a few things that if Montreal's willing to um, take on a contract, okay, and retain some salary from Alsner, they'd they'd be willing to take Alsner because if you really if you retain forty to fifty percent of his contract, yeah. But then it looks like it's like at that point it's just like why you might as well buy him out. It depends the contract, right? So is it really worth it in the end? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm I'm the insider stats guy. Oh, Lizzie, He's just relaying the information. Yeah, here. don't shoot the messenger, man. Don't okay. shoot the messenger, <laughs> Lizzie. What about you? What do you think of <laughs> Ryan Paling in a uh, trade? I look, I'm always of the belief if there's a good trade to make, I'm not opposed to making it. Of course, if he's not interested in coming and he's not going to want to sign with us anyways, then yeah, it's probably a good time to look at packaging him. Um, of course, I think every kid's going to say their dream is to play in their hometown. I mean, I can definitely understand that. Um, but like, again, I think we've talked all year about this um, on-the-fly rebuild that's including bringing up all these young centermen. And I know we said this at the very beginning of the year, but you got to hope that if you have three or four, you know, one or two are going to hit. So it's never a guarantee. Um, you never know what's going to happen once these guys actually start playing in the big leagues. But he looks really good. So if he's wants to play and we can make it work of course you know then i think that's something we should explore first and maybe look at if that doesn't work out then in the future um but right now he has some value in yeah. how he's been playing i know he's i think averaging like point per game Kids um yeah so if, if there's value and teams are calling and offering and there's a you know a good trade to make i'm always of the mindset to take a good deal but 
that's if it's a good deal. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's too early yeah. to make this kind of trade. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, you got to communicate with him. You got to communicate with the agent. You got to do all those things. I mean, knowing Mark Bergevin, just hearing these rumors, he's probably already trading them. He's probably trading. He just said, <laughs> oh, the, hear kid, it. <laughs> the kid has, that kid has bad attitude. Yeah, yeah. Horrible attitude. <laughs> How can he disrespect us? We drafted him. No, but like, you know, I'm just saying, hopefully they're in contact. But yeah, this type of trade, yes, down the line, maybe. If he wants to stay and eventually you feel like he's drifting towards free agency, then again, you know, more times than not, these kids end up signing with the team that drafted them, you know? It's the truth. They thought the same thing would happen with Jake Evans. We ended up uh, signing Jake Evans. I know mm-hmm. there's a difference between a first-rounder and a seventh-rounder for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and But, you know, if we don't... Uh, if we remember, when Palin got drafted on TV, he actually said... Uh, I'm happy that I got drafted by uh, Toronto. I mean, uh, Montreal. Yeah. He made that mistake. Yeah, so I remember Maybe that. he never wanted to play. <laughs> there, so that's something to keep into consideration. But yeah, definitely not Blazer. something, not this year, unless they offer us Brodeen and uh, Clo- what? Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney. I was going to say Ryan Clune. No, oh. we don't want Ryan Clune. <laughs> we want Charlie Coyle. <laughs> Ryan Clune. Wow. Oh, man. That would be a terrible trade. <laughs> um. But yeah, okay. That's all we got. Uh, now it's time for Let's Have Some Fun, the Holiday Edition. And this will be a Lizzie versus Gibby. Okay, so let me explain the rules. Here we go. Each player will receive a point for the best answer. The player with the most points at the end wins. Really difficult here. (laughs) I will will alternate between who goes first. So I'm going to try, you know, I'm not going to make one person always go first. I will alternate. And so try not to choose the same answer because obviously, you know, if you guys choose the same answer, then and you both get a point or you both don't get a point. So somebody's got to get ahead here. So um, you guys ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay. Gibby, we'll start with you. Okay. What is the worst gift to receive during the holiday season? Ooh, worst gift to receive? I'm going to go with... Oh, that's tough, man. Jeez. You can think outside the box. Uh... Is there a time limit on how, how oh, long here we get here? we No go. time limit. No time limit. <laughs> here we go. Um, I'm just saying. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll just say socks. I love getting socks. Okay, I'll okay. Say socks. I love socks. Lizzie, Lizzie, what about you? Um, I'm going to say like any kind of kitchen appliance or kitchen-related item. Can I say that? No, General? you're not allowed. You're you, not you allowed. Can, you can say that. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Okay. So anything like Tupperware or... Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, Something of that nature. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to give the point to Gibby here because my three answers here were there is no worst gift 
It's the thought. Wow. It's the thought that counts. Oh my. See what it's I mean? It's the thought that counts. This That's guy's the number terrible. one answer. It's the thought that counts. All gifts you guys should accept. So, you know, obviously none of you guys <laughs> you thought about that. You see what I mean? But socks, wow. was, socks was number two on the list. I don't, socks I, is a great gift. It's a great, it's a great but gift. Not but not every year. I thought I thought it would be terrible. But yeah, kitchen appliances, come on. They're useful. So I actually, they're expensive. I saw. Uh, so definitely a point for Gibby. One for saw, Gibby. I saw a picture on. Oh, I'll be quick. Saw a picture on uh, Instagram. There was like. Uh, like socks that were full of holes and boxers that were full of holes as well. And it's like, just a couple more weeks, boys. Just hold off for a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah, good one. Okay, Lizzie, we're going to start with you now. What is the best holiday drink? Mm, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Anything, anything. Oh. Um, Could be non-alcoholic, which is a classic holiday drink. Best. Classic holiday drink. Um... That's hard. I will say, oh, like, what about one of those, like, at the keg, they do this, like, cider thing. It's like cinnamon and... Okay, so white cinnamon, apple cider type thing? Yes, Okay, okay. What about you, What about you? Well, I personally think (laughs) this is trash, but eggnog... (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's one point for Lizzie. Eggnog is not on the list. Oh, my white, God. White hot chocolate <laughs> or regular hot chocolates with marshmallows, apple ciders, or Christmas punch. Those are the top three answers. That's Dude, one, one. Wow. Gibby, your turn. What is the best holiday season dish? Best holiday season dish? Turkey. Okay, turkey. Uh, if that's not number one, okay, this game no, is stupid. Lizzie, go ahead. Um, holiday dish. Dish. Yeah, whatever Shell. you eat, you know, he, he, be uh, creative. I'm going to go with the gingerbread house for 500, please. <laughs> gingerbread house. Uh, no points for nobody there. Damn. You got to go with a nice dish. That's not a dish. And turkey, for me, and I think for a lot of people, turkey is meant for Thanksgiving. Dude, this is You trash. need to go for more of like a prime rib, a lamb roast, a beef roast. Those are the type of answers that were accepted. Still beef one one. Beef roast on Christmas? Yes. Where? Yes. Okay. Where? In, in lots of households, turkey is for Thanksgiving. This is terrible. Yeah, no who points. eats turkey on Christmas? I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't eat turkey on I ever. do. Okay. Now it's Lizzie starting. What is the best holiday chocolate? Oh, um, damn, there's a lot of good ones. Okay, I'll say the, the Ferrero Rocher. Okay. Yes. Damn it. What about you? <laughs> so she gets a point. If she doesn't get a point after this, this is trash. I'm walking on. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going with the, the better ones, and I it's have like them It's like the ranked. number one re-gifted item. Uh, yeah, those, like, those big boxes of, like, yeah. 12. Just uh, re-gift that. Ferrero Rocher. What other ones are there? I don't know. Toblerone. That's trash. Oh, my God. Okay, no way. That's one point for Lizzie. Toblerone is way down the list. You got turtles on that list and Lindor chocolates. Oh. Okay. Those are on that list, but Ferrero Shea beats it, so that's two for Lizzie, one for Gibby. Here we go. This game's stupid. Gibby, best (laughs) holiday season song. Best holiday season song? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, my God. Okay, Lizzie. horrible song. (laughs) Lizzie. What? Um, <laughs> uh, do we get a... Uh, what? What are what? these songs called? Um, <laughs> all I Want for Christmas is You. How oh, is my God. Yes, you got it. What's That's it the called? number one answer. All I Want for Christmas is You. Is I don't want a lot for Christmas. By Mariah Carey? 
It's by a lot of people. Yeah, that's number one on the list. Lizzie gets another point. That's three for Lizzie. What did what did you say? What was your answer? Rudolph the Red Reindeer. Okay, number That's like the worst. I know number two. How dare you? Number two on the list is Santa Baby. For me, and then I also like the classics like So This Is Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that one. Okay. It's a banger. So uh, that's three for Lizzie. That's one for Gibby. Gibby, you got to get back in the game here. Um, Lizzie, you're starting here. Best holiday season movie. Home Alone. If oh. that, dude, if what? this, if this just, is not number one, I know it's, it's, it's her first. Go. Oh, it's her yeah. first. Sorry. 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 I thought you said, okay, I'll let you, I'll let you have it because you know, you're behind right now. So you can want, have I it. Want, I don't want, <laughs> pity what do points? you got? What do you got? Let's don't see. give me pity points. Um, I'm having a Holiday cookie. Movie. Oh, the Grinch, the Grinch. Oh no, Dr. that's Seuss. that is not on the list. That what? is not on the list. Wait, no, hold on. The cartoon one or the the? No, the real one. Nah, still not on my list, and not on the what? top lists. It's it's okay, but it's I would say in more of a top ten. Um, number <laughs> one is Bad Santa. Bad Santa is number what? one. Bad Santa but you is get Home Alone. Movie. Home Alone one and two is Dude, number two on the list. Bad Santa is bad a Santa top. Is good. It's top. That's there, yeah. terrible. That's definitely That's not. He did not Billy research. Bob Thornton. He did not research he this question. It, I give guarantee you. Give me a point. Give me a point. Three, no, two. but this is terrible. And what was uh, this? Elf, Elf is on the list. Okay. Oh, Elf is great. Elf is a classic. Elf, and Elf. then uh, Home Alone one and two, and Bad Santa number three. So Bad Santa's not there. It should be Christmas Story. No, that's terrible, man. man. Who wants to watch that? Yeah, that's not sleep. a good movie. What do you guys? Um, oh, you guys three, two. So I'm gonna make this for two points to for so Gibby can get the win. So it's three, two. The last <laughs> one here. Wow. G- Gibby, you start. The best holiday extracurricular activity to participate in. Best holiday extracurricular or just uh, best holiday activity to participate in. Best thing to do for the holidays. Uh, man, it's tough. I got two answers in my head. I don't know what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, skating, ice skating. Okay, Lizzie, dude. If this isn't we're a hockey <laughs> podcast, if this does not win, I'm leaving. Lizzie? I'm gonna go with the importance of being a good person and giving back. To your local charity and oh. community. Dude, you can't do that. That's cheating. <laughs> that, no, that's the best you, thing to do. That's um, cheating. That's a great thing to do. Yeah, I know. That's like the, the best so answer. This, that's like a, no, no. So number one was family time. Two was charity work. And oh. three was skating slash playing hockey. Lizzie with the win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, it's, it's not always. It's, I understand it's difficult to lose. But you shouldn't challenge me then. I didn't challenge you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, let's uh, before we go, let's get this done quick because we're uh, way ahead of time here. It's time for, you know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly, weekly Sports Picks. picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Picked Weekly by us. Okay. What's right. the recap? All right. So um, to recap, I uh, didn't do very well. <coughs> um, I went 0-2. I picked... Toronto to beat Detroit. They Detroit won 5-4. Weird. Um, Buffalo, I took Buffalo to beat Philly 3-0. Weird. They lost 6-2. Um, Lizzie went 2-0. Whatever. Um, she chose Calgary 4-3. They won 5-2. She chose San Jose, Arizona. San Jose 3-1. 
They won five three. <laughs> this is this is terrible. This is like these picks are so easy for you guys. Uh, yeah, well, you can make them too. That's fine. Um, Lewis, you went two and zero as well. Yeah. Uh, you took <laughs> you took Edmonton over Minnesota five three. They won seven two. Jesus. Um, again, you won this one. Another easy pick. Winnipeg over <laughs> Winnipeg, Winnipeg over Philly. You took them four two. They won seven one. So Gibby is now eight twelve and one. Whatever. Uh, Lizzie, or sorry, Lewis is eleven nine and one, and then Lizzie is thirteen and seven. I'm coming. I'll let you guys pick first. I'm not picking. I'm switching it up. I need better juju or whatever the heck that's called. Okay, Lizzie, who you got? Okay, I got the Friday game. I'm going to take the Caps to beat the Hurricanes 5-3. That's a tough game. Yep. See, not all easy. And then Saturday, I'm fine. We will. Uh, Saturday, I'm taking the Sabres. To beat the Caps on the back-to-back, four to one. All right, all right. I respect those picks. I'm taking Friday. Thank I'm you. taking Edmonton to beat Philly, four two on the Friday. Well, you love Philly, eh? Edmonton, hey. <laughs> and then uh, Carolina to beat Arizona on Sunday, five one. Okay. So I'm switching it up. I'm not doing Thursday <laughs> swat. Thursday Saturday <laughs> anymore. Doing good for you. <laughs> no, I'm switching it up. Friday, I got Chicago Winnipeg. I'm taking Winnipeg five two. Well, that's an easy one. Hey, I got to get a layup. Nah, Chicago's going to come back, trust me. Chicago's <laughs> probably still going to win. They're due. And then They're due. I, I got Sunday, Buffalo, Boston. I'm taking Boston 3-2. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Gibby. Uh, Gibby. Yeah. All right, Gibby. See you later, see Gibby. Lizzie, you stay. Gibby, see you later. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie, thanks for joining us again. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Enjoy the holidays. Take care. You as well. Thanks, guys. Bye. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brandon Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. All right, now we have the host of the No Respect Podcast, a stand-up guy, and now a friend of the show, Mr. Mackies. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, really been looking forward to this. Uh, I know it was coming up in the, the weeks that we've discussed on the Twitter DMs, so really yeah. happy to be on the show. So. Yeah, yeah, we hit up your DMs, and we made it yeah. happen. Honestly, it was the first time the first time that that happened to me, and I was like very intrigued. So, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, we're we're fans of the show, and like I said, we we support all Habs podcasts. Yeah, we like to have fun, and we love people who who speak uh, the truth and are positive, and but at the same time are realistic, and we feel that you guys are you guys bring that to the table. Well, thank you, and likewise, guys. Uh, I mean, I've I've been listening to the show ever since you guys hit me up. Uh, you know, and 
it's just I really love your style. I, I dig it, and you know I may not agree with all of your takes, but that's okay. Naturally, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's exactly. Fine. That's it, and that's what that's what he's, it's all he's, for. He's talking. He's talking to you, eh, Lewis. He <laughs> yeah. agrees with me. Everything I say is always right. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so oh, let's start with your podcast. So the No Respect Podcast. Why did you start the podcast? Well, actually, it's uh, it's kind of funny because. I watched one of your YouTube videos that uh, kind of presented Have a Listen, um, and it explained a little bit of why, Lewis specifically, why you wanted to start the podcast, and it's very similar to the, the reason that I had, and it's just to, you know, Montreal is a great market for passion, yeah. uh, but in terms of level-headedness, I can't say that that's the case, yeah. um, and so, you know, it was me and a couple of buddies that decided, hey, let's let's talk Habs, but specifically for me, it's 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 just to kind of keep that level headedness and and optimism. I, I mean, in terms of the podcast, I'm probably the most optimistic when it comes to the, the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give them that. But um, I just think like, hey, if you're a fan, like, may as well you know embrace your team. Yeah, there's going to be some things that you need to fix. Um, I'm just not all about you know flip flop and all kinds and 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 just you know shitting on a team. If, if you will, yeah. Well, pardon my French. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, that, I agree with you, and and that's a one thing that kind of brought me to your podcast. So, what what is your long term goal for? You're just doing for fun. Do you have a long term goal for the podcast? Well, I mean, if, if my long term goal would be to for for at some point the podcast to be big enough for at least enough podcasts such as yourselves to kind of overpower the media in Montreal and, and mm-hmm. Toronto and all of that stuff and. And kind of put things into perspective, you know. Like for me, I think a lot of the times when we when we uh, when we talk about the Habs, we look at a couple of games, we look at even one season. I know a lot of people look at the Habs and want instant success, and maybe some of them are, are used to the golden days where we're just winning all kinds. And like I, I understand where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, this league has changed, and you look at the teams around uh, the league. You know, like it's it's not easy to win the cup. You know, no, of course. I, I feel like people forget that, you know, so that that would be my goal is to kind of, you know, change the way that we talk about the Habs. If I had an ultimate goal. Yeah, Hopefully we get there someday. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, the like you said, the league has changed and we were spoiled as Habs fans back yeah. in the day. They were spoiled. And I think w- they expect the same stuff, but they have to realize that the league has changed. It has grown and they need to grow with it and they need to adapt with it. I don't think fans, especially older fans don't really understand oh God, that yeah. they just want to win yeah. again <laughs> yeah and exactly I, I find that i find that like a lot of Habs fans are so wishy-washy like when we're on a hot streak we're like oh we're the best we're gonna win the cup and then when we're on a losing streak we're like oh these guys suck why are trade them all blah, blah, blah. Exactly. like man like just chill out like i like i like to rationalize like okay there's gonna be times where we're gonna struggle there's gonna be times where we're hot like but it's a team and right now you're, in this moment we're a young team we gotta realize yeah. Things are going to happen that we're not going to like, but we're also going to see things that we're going to love. And we just got to embrace what we're seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on the nose. Uh, honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, like for me, um, when I look at, and I'm sure we'll get into it a bit later, but, you know, when I look at this team, it is a transition team uh, in the sense that, you know, we're a young team, like you said, so we need to be patient. There's no way that you can look at this season and expect to be a cup contender. Like if if you think that because we're winning games, like you're out of your mind, you know, like it's it's just a question of, you know, keeping that perspective that I wish, you know, the Habs and the, 
the media specifically, man. It's it's just yeah, it's, it's just a mess sometimes. It's bad. Yeah, no, and yeah. I didn't expect much. So uh, coming into the season, uh, they have exceeded my expectations. Uh, what about you? How surprised are you about the Habs this season? And what do you think? What's the end game here? What is your expectations for this team? Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I I had to again. I was the optimist of the group, and maybe I I was too optimistic, but. It turns out that I was kind of right in my assessment of the Habs last year. I was the only one who said that this team isn't as bad uh, as it was last year um, throughout the whole year, no matter the struggles, no matter Carey Price, you know, having the awful year that he had. Um, you know, Shea Weber was out. Jonathan Drouin was playing center. Max Pacioretty was playing on the sideboards, you know, no, mm-hmm. no hard into it. Uh, you know, we... We had a very bad year and it was an excusable year. I just thought that there were so many, so many downfalls and underperformances that this is not the team that you had, you know, regardless of the off season that, you know, Mark Bergevin apparently missed, you know, I'm not of the biggest believer that he had the worst off season. I think a lot of moves just didn't pan out. And I, I don't think that that's on the GM, but that's me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can't say that I'm that surprised you know, like maybe that we're in a wild card spot and that we're able to, you know, sustain really good offense. I think the way we're winning games has surprised me, but where we are in the standings, not so much. Okay, that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of I I was on that same boat. To be honest with you, I I knew this team was better than their record last year. I knew it. It's just like you said, things just everything went south. I mean, everything that can go wrong exactly. went wrong. I didn't expect them to be this competitive. I I thought that they could be a team battling for the wild card. It is where they are, but exactly what you said. I just didn't the way they're winning games. I didn't expect this much. The the amount of points that certain players are putting up, I didn't expect that yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So those are certain things. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I I I was more so. I thought we were gonna do a little worse, but I thought we were gonna be a bit better than last year. Obviously, because with Price having a down year and a lot of guys struggling with like Pacioretty struggling, but I think what I took into account was there was no expectations. Right. And with no expectations, we, we like with no, whenever we have expectations, I feel like the Habs always fail. And whenever, like, we're going in with no expectations. So with no expectations, you know what? We might exceed them. Even though we have none, we might exceed, we might surprise some teams. They didn't take it well. They, everybody was counting out the Habs. So I guess the players were like, you know what? They're counting us out already. Let's prove them wrong. Yeah, and they had a lot to prove because they were, everybody was counting them out. So, I mean, it's always good being the underdog. You come in, teams think you're going to suck, but you come in and you show them what's up. Like, and that's definitely a factor. For sure, for sure. And I mean, like, that's, that's the same that could be said to anyone, you know, if you're, if you're put down in, in your everyday life, you know, you're going to try to meet the challenge. And when you have a, a group like Vegas the year before is a perfect comparison, I think, when, you know, everybody had them, you know, they're an expansion team. They're not going to do anything. All of their, you know, teams had, had basically given up on them in terms of letting them be unprotected during the draft. Yeah. Or the expansion draft, I should say. And you saw what they did. And, you know, like that's where... You know, a lot of people laugh at Mark Bergevin about, you know, buying in and having the attitude, character and grit. But it goes to show you when everybody's on the same page, um, it can be a huge factor for a team. 
You know, like we all know that the Montreal Canadiens don't have the most talented roster. Yeah. I mean, the, the the prospect pool is looking fantastic. You know, oh, don't yeah. get me started. But um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of right now, though, it's it's just for me, it's it kind of goes to show you though when when a team buys into a system, when they buy into a mentality altogether it can make a really big difference. And we're, I think we're seeing the, the benefits this year. Yeah, and I think that comes from Mark Bergevin. Remember, he was a player, so he knows the type, like he knows what it is to be a good player or be on a successful team. Th- guys have to buy in. Guys want to have to play. These new kids yeah. nowadays, they can become a little bit spoiled and expect too much. So yeah, I definitely that think Fortnite. that, that yeah, Fortnite, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, another positive thing, you know, another successful guy, a guy who I thought would come... And transition well, but not this well. Max Domi, how do you? How did you Jeez. first? Let's start with how did you feel about the trade when it happened? Uh, again, um, this is maybe me again being too optimistic, but I had <laughs> literally no problem with the trade. Like I, I, I knew that we were losing a talented player in uh, Alex Galchenyuk, specifically in terms of scoring touch. But when you look at Max Domi. Um, his skill set, I know he's been potting it in as if like, you know, it, it, Alex Galchenyuk is a stranger to me at this point, but <laughs> you know, like he, he comes in, we, I, I knew from seeing him in Arizona, even looking at his highlights in, in with the London Knights and junior, like this guy's skill in terms of, you know, playmaking ability, creativity was up there with Galchenyuk's, but he was a guy that was going to give you a hundred percent every night Mm -hmm. you know he's a guy that never gives up a guy that's going to be you know uh he's like a good old canadian boy you know what i mean (laughs) exactly he comes from a you know ty domi as uh as his father you know so you see a little bit of that and this is what don cherry's been talking about eh? a good old canadian boy (laughs) yeah exactly that's it um and so for me it was it, it made sense and i I know that you look at, you know, you want to take a look back at, at Alex Galchenyuk's, you know, 20 goal season in 2014 and 30 goal season in 2015, but there was no consistency in his game. You know, I defended him when he was part of the, the Montreal Canadiens as much as I could. But as soon as this trade happened, you know, I was like, well, the, the guy that we're getting here is going to just give it to you all the time, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 in terms of production in, and goals and stuff like that, I can't say that I expected this at all. And and nobody could. Even Mark Bergevin said it the other day. So, But I, I was really happy about the trade. It made sense. Yeah, I understood it too. I, I felt I, – I was – I liked Galchenik a lot, but I, I did understand it. I think both – yeah. we said it in a, in a yeah. past podcast. We thought that both players could benefit. Yeah, they needed a change. They both needed a change. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what we said, too, on our podcast, is that, you know, this could work out for both teams. Right now, it's, it's working a hell of a lot better on the Montreal Canadiens yeah, side. Yeah, and I didn't expect that. I'm not going to lie and yeah, say I that did, I expected that. I expected Max to do well, but I, don't, I didn't expect him to do this well. Like, uh, I knew yeah. he would bring more intensity, for sure, than yeah. Galchenyuk. He's, he's literally, yeah. he's literally a more skilled Brendan Gallagher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. And literally, that's like, that's like, Mark Bergevin's like godsend. Like, yeah, that's the guy, dream. Yeah. yeah, and I and you know like he brings other things to the game. And sp- like he brings you know certain things. Like he, he brings some antics. Specifically, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the situation with Zach Smith. What did you think about that, Mackies? Oh man, 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 your transitions are so professional. I'm just gonna tell you, you're so good at them. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> that was incredible. Just the way you segue. Uh, but yeah, to get back to your question. Um, Honestly, I, I love it. Uh, the, the Zach Smith thing, you know that 
you know that things were said both ways. You know, it just so happened that the camera was on Max Domi uh, when he said waivers, which I, I still laugh every time I look at the video, you know, whether it be on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> it's it's great, though, you know, like to, to think that this doesn't go on in a in 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 a hockey game is completely ignorant if, if people you know the senators fans specifically all 10 of them you know we're all up in arms but uh like for me this is just normal hockey stuff yeah i, I agree and uh, people who made a big deal about it i think that that come on like it's not up. like he's being ruthless he's not crossing the line no. it's it's a fact yeah, no he's just spitting it, facts Exactly, and and you know? my favorite part about the whole thing is when he did that little like kind of like blow like shush <laughs> yeah that here that yeah. little hand so motion yeah I love it I love it so it's I think so that's good. I think it's a clean part of the game they both competed against each other I thought it was clean they battled yeah. and they they can talk I mean like you said this is not like th- if you think that these are, this is the only people that do this think again there's way worse yeah. no yeah there's way worse. That's I, a lot I, cleaner. I, I always love chirps. I love chirps. Now, my how do you, favorite, my how do you feel about him? Like, he is a skilled player now on our team, considered probably yeah. the number one, number two center. How do you guys yeah. feel about him dropping the gloves from time to time? Well, listen, um, I was uh, I was lucky enough to attend the, uh, the game where he – it was in preseason against Florida where he dropped the gloves on Aaron Ekblad, but it was kind of like a one-way street, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, that, was so, a, that was a one and done. Yeah, exactly. Um, that one I was not that much of a fan of, but you know, like since he's my player, I'm not going to say too much. Um, but again, you know, like I think that this is the type of player that that thrives on emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Exactly. In this case. Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of skill, I have to say yes. But in terms of that edge uh, in his game, being really you know mouthy, as we've seen with Zach Smith. Um, I have no problem so long as it doesn't, you know, take away from everything else that he's done and brings mm-hmm. to the game, you know. So as long as he manages manages that personality and that side to his game, I I don't see why anybody would have a problem with it. This guy could stick up for himself, not the biggest guy. Um, and this is a team that has been in the past said too soft. Yeah. And yep. so he brings that, you know, so I, I don't see why you're complaining, uh, Habs fans and media. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I feel like, I yes, I'd like him to pick his battles a little bit better, not take bad penalties. But yeah, Oh, yeah, of course. But like you said, I mean, it's in his blood. It's in his yeah, blood. That's, it literally is in his blood. Yeah, it is it in is his last blood. name. And I'm sure yeah. his, his dad probably tells him, like, you don't back down. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. So I think that's a great uh, aspect of his game. I love it. I love to see yeah, him. I like like I said, as long as he just is smart. I mean, we don't want him to take penalties and we're down 3-2 and he goes and fights somebody. Now we got one of our best players in the box for five minutes at the end of a game. That's what totally I mean by, by picking your spots. Yeah. But besides that, for yeah, sure. I like the edge that he brings to the game. For yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. Now, another guy who's brought uh, an edge to the game lately, Mr. Carey Price. Oh, CP31. <laughs> CP31. Yeah, so, what do you, what, first off, let's start with what did you see in his game when he was struggling? Well, I think it has to do with a lot of body language uh, with Carey Price. When, when he's on, you can tell he's on, no matter what the score is, you know? Um, I think at the beginning, he was playing very well at the get-go of the season. Um, and, you know, as time went on, uh, especially the, the Buffalo game there, that was his weakest game of the year. 
where we lost six to five in OT where Ristolainen had shot from, you know, close to the blue line. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, Carey Price would never let in when he's on his game, you know? Um, and so it really has to do with his body language, I think, and just looking at his movement, the way he tracks the puck when, when he's off his game, everything seems sluggish and kind of, I, I don't want to say it because, you know, I love the guy, but he looks sometimes lost when he's off his game, just not engaged enough. But, you know, as you said, when you when you look at Carey Price, when he's when he's on, like right now, um, he's tracking the puck. He's you can just tell in his body. He's just super engaged and his position, obviously, one of the best in the league when he is on. Um, but the other big thing that I can notice and, and you can tell that Carey Price is doing well is when he moves the puck. Mm-hmm. When, when he comes out of his, his crease and he feels confident and is doing passes up the middle to, you know, Max Domi, Jonathan Drouin, you name it, Arturi Lekkinen, like that's, that's when you know Carey Price is full-fledged Carey Price to me. Yeah, I, f- I feel like he, he had a little bit of confidence issues. He struggled yeah. a little bit. He... Like he usually was able to compose himself, but I felt like the team was finally performing and scoring for him and he was letting them down type of thing. So I feel like that was kind of messing with his, like his psyche. So Mm -hmm. his confidence was shot. And then right now it it looks like he's finally settling in. His rebound control is fantastic. Now he's not over pushing with his lateral movements. So agreed. I mean, I'm I'm really happy now. Hopefully, everything sticks. Knock on wood, everything sticks, and we can yeah, finally I, find yeah. Carey Price again. I was ready to say, like, well, and I still think this does make a difference. The defense having Shea Weber back, of yeah. course. Oh my that's god, that's a huge oh difference. Oh my god, Papa but, Shea makes the biggest <laughs> yeah. difference. But look at, but look at last night. I mean, Niemi yeah. is not good. Right? No. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, but the whole team was awful. Everybody was. But sleeping. you know, Carey Price has been there to pick up this defense. Like he yeah. won that game for us a yeah. couple a couple nights ago against Chicago. Yeah, right? that was, that was yeah. Like little, he, little he won that game. Little, yeah. Little side note: Do you have any idea why Claude Julien put Carey Price last night in nets? Do you like? I have no idea why he would do that. Like, I get that Niemi is getting you know seven goals on him, but there's seven minutes or ten minutes left in the third period. Why are you putting your starter in that position, Cole? Yeah, I just I, I feel know, like it just became that. enough, and then it's kind of disrespect to the goalie at that. Yeah, point you don't want to you don't want to do that to Niemi and. But hey, Carey Price was lights out. He didn't let in one, so that's good for Yeah, Perry. that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like, you know, in that context, you know, Yemi is, has seven goals on him already. I mean, the embarrassment is done, and you got a game coming up tomorrow, right? We're playing against uh, Carolina at home. Yeah. I just, I just didn't see it. Anyways, just a little side note. I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they would go Niemi against Chicago, a struggling team, and you know, and then you bring Carey Price should have played these two games. That's what I would have done. But yeah. they went with you know He's, they went with stats. They said that historically Niemi yeah Niemi has been really good, good. But the two games that historically Niemi has been good in those buildings, he got lit mm-hmm. up. That was Edmonton yeah. and now Minnesota. Like forget oh, about Jesus. history. History class oh, is done. It. Like it's not yes. working. Stats don't tell you the whole thing, yeah. and that's why, you know, when you look at anything, when it comes to Carey Price or, or, you know, any other goalie in the league, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Braden Holby, all of these guys were struggling at the beginning at some point. I think most of them are starting to find their game, uh, yeah. including Carey Price. But, you know, goaltending is 
the toughest position to play. Especially because in today's NHL. Night, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you have an off night, it's over. You know, it looks bad. Everybody, you can't win a hockey game. You know, if, if a centerman, even a top line centerman has an off night, you got three other options, right, that, that are rolling throughout the game. Yeah. But when it's bad for a goalie, it, it can get ugly real quick. I agree with you. All right, Mackies, this was a pleasure. Before you go, I yes. want you to give us a message. All right, I want you to be inspirational. I want a you to message. give us a message for the Habs fans. Oh, man. Um, yo, just chill. Uh, <laughs> that's my message. Like, uh, just, like, take a step back and, and kind of realize, you know, that if you look at Nashville as an example, you know, they're, they're a cup-contending team um, now, but they weren't like for many years, you look at Toronto, you know, they were, they were God awful for, for many, they a, many. They haven't won a cup <laughs> since 1967 and we're <laughs> complaining. Like, yeah. come on, you know, like the, the thing, the, the, if I have to say a message, it's just, you know, let's try to keep perspective. Okay. You know, this is, this is fandom is not supposed to be this bipolar kind of relationship. It's supposed to be, you know, positive and supposed to bring obviously if you, you got to be critical when you need to be critical but for me just stop overreacting just chill that's my message just all right chill. take a chill pill you heard it from yeah the host of the no respect podcast mackies thanks again for doing this oh thank you guys man i hope we can uh, we can connect soon we definitely will hi i'm lewis and hi i'm gibby and together we are have a listen do you need something to listen to on the go? Do ya? Well, do we have something for you. Subscribe to Have a Listen, the podcast on iTunes. A new episode will be available on Wednesday nights almost every week. Wow, every week, Gibby? Well, not every week, but almost. Oh, but what if I don't have an iPhone? No problem. You don't say. Tell me more, Gibby. Have a Listen is also available on SoundCloud, which could be accessed at allhabs.net. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, it is, Lewis. Yes, it is. Have a listen. The podcast. Welcome, welcome back, we're back, back at it again, back at it again, it's Lewis and Gibby and friends, we're friends, alright we went long, we had Super long. interview with Mackies, we had Lizzie back today, we gave you guys lots of content, this should keep you happy for the holiday season, we'll be back next week though so don't worry, but uh, before we go let's do a quick fantasy hockey Update. Winner, winner, chicken, chicken dinner. dinner from your boy Gibby last week. Uh, grab my Pekka demolished pasta primavera 11 <laughs> to 1. Demolished. Demolished. Made him his. Bruh. <laughs> um. Girl LaFleur beats our very own Lewis. Alzner's Alzner's. Sorry, guys. I'll be back. The score there was 8-5. Team Domination beat 
Forever Canadians fan 9-2. Attitude Era beat Blaine Hellborn Habitant 8-2. Montreal Rehabs beat Rags to Richet 10-2. Treg, congratulations on the win, buddy. Hey, finally. Bergie's fourth liners beats Maxstro World 8-1. And How You Druin, the Druin matchup, How You Druin against I Know What I'm Druin. Six five for how you drew in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pretty interesting stuff there. It was. It I'm, was. I'm in second place, boys and girls. Yeah. Um, how what place am I in? You are in seventh. Yeah, but Lizzie not bad. is in, I'm fourth. in the playoffs. Blaine is in Blaine is uh I don't know. Blaine's, all right. Blaine's there. Matter. All right. <laughs> Either way, all he's right. He's on the he's he's at least uh he's top 14. I hope you guys enjoyed this boatload of content. We will be back next week. See ya later. <laughs>